Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it, shot! Oh, baby, what a play! This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discussed the opening of training camp and Netflix's quarterback series. Joe, the Chiefs rookies and quarterbacks reported training camp. Does that give you the slightest bit of uneasiness? Kind of like a Sunday scary feel yeah. as you as you remember those uh, Marty Schottenheimer camps. Oh, Jeff, it's it's a combination of both. It's, it's <laughs> I I I miss it in the fact that I'd give anything to be back at an NFL training camp and participating in something like that. Um, and the you know just the feeling of what it would be like to be a part of a team, especially like the Chiefs, right today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And. But the other flip side is, who man, there was a lot of dread factor that went into <laughs> like late June, early July, when you kept thinking about six to seven weeks alone in a dorm room by yourself, you know, doing three a days, some days. I mean, because some days we would do special teams walkthroughs at night. And it's just like, oh, like that part of it, I certainly don't miss. Um, but, you know, training camp was one of those things that once you got there, it was almost as if the dread of it was worse than the actual just doing of it. Right. Cause all of a sudden you're with your buddies, you're, you're working towards a new goal. You're competing for spots. Like you're, you're, you're in it to win it. Like, you know, it was, it was definitely something that like most things in life, you you end up picture painting a a worse picture of what it's going to be like until you get there. But yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's a mixed bag for me. You know, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because I, I miss it so dearly. But at the same time, like, I don't know. If, well, I know I know right now at my age, my body couldn't handle, you know, I could probably barely get through camp as a as a coach, let alone, <laughs> let alone as a player. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely something that, um, you know, as you get older, you miss, you miss, but you don't miss at the same time. That was interesting to hear your perspective. And I imagine, too, that once you get in it, you initially, you know, kind of dread it, but once you get in it, you're so busy, you're almost like, you know, you don't have time to kind of stress or think about it quite as much. Yeah, yeah. the 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 weeks The weeks went fast, but the days went really slow. Like, I don't <laughs> know if that if that makes sense or makes any sense to our listeners, but you know, there were certain parts of it that just seemed to drag on and on and on. But then all of a sudden, you know, you looked up. And it was Friday and you were getting ready for a scrimmage and mm-hmm. you're like, wait a minute, we're playing our first preseason game. And oh my gosh. But like the days themselves were, whew, you know, when you're beat up and you're getting up at five 30 in the morning and you know, you're practicing twice a day and you know, you're getting treatment and meeting at night and going to bed at 10, 10 30 at night and then doing it all over again. Those are long. Those were long, long days back in, in the coach Schottenheimer era for sure. You know, Patrick Mahomes was asked, and how it works is, you know, the quarterbacks, uh, rookies, and also injured players like Isaiah Pacheco uh, report first, and then the veterans come later. The Chiefs, the reason they've reported to camp so early um, is because their season starts so early since during the opening game. Uh, Anyhow, Patrick Mahomes was asked, what is something that you absolutely must have at camp? He said the mattress pad obviously is the biggest one. You want to make sure you're comfortable. 
I bring my own pillow. Other than that, just have to bring my notepad and that then let's get rolling. Joe, I know it's like different these days with so much, you know, there weren't cell phones and all the, the tech stuff um, in your, during your play, playing days. But, you know, Mahomes made it sound like mattress pad and pillow were the two key items. Was that the case for you? I'm curious what, what, you, what were your key items? Jeff, for a six-week stint in the upper Midwest, right, going to Wisconsin, you would not believe how little the bag was that I packed. <laughs> the only reason, you know, the only reason I, you know, what filled my bag up was just basically the size of my clothes because I was a big guy, you know, uh-huh. and, and, and maybe a pair, an extra pair of sneaks or something. Like that was the reason why I even probably even packed a suitcase was because of the size of my shoes and maybe, you know, the fact that my sweatpants or, or shorts were just, maybe because I was a lineman bigger than, you know, sort of the average human being. But like, other than that, it was minimalist. I mean, it was, you know, you didn't need a whole lot. You needed an outfit to wear to uh, away games, you know, for, for preseason. Well, every game was an away game because we were in Wisconsin, but even right. going back home to Kansas city was an away game. Um, you know, you needed something decent to wear to the game. Uh, and, you know, listen again, I'm a lineman like jeans, polo shirt like <laughs> that's all the linemen wore anyway so you know i had i had a couple pairs of jeans and a couple polo shirts in my bag that's um, lineman fancy right there jeans that, and polo. that was a collared shirt because that was, that was marty, <laughs> marty schottenheimer's rule was a collared shirt and and no shorts so on a on a, on a way trip so lineman took that to the to the literal meaning right and we just basically wore jeans and and like golf shirts um but yeah, that was it. Like, you know, and you wear shorts to wear around at night and, co- you know, we, the team always had a lot of grays. We called them grays, right? Like our, our gray uh, locker room under apparel, stuff yeah. that we'd wear apparel underneath. Like right. we had all that stuff and most guys didn't want to wear shoes because you were so tired of being in your cleats all day. Most guys wore flip-flops around mm-hmm. um, just to give their feet a break. Um, yeah, it's like a couple of tank tops, a couple of shorts, a pair of flip-flops and some sneaks and something to wear to a game. That's all I brought. I mean, I don't even remember bringing my own pillow, to be honest. I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like you didn't bring a mattress pad or pillow, which makes me think Mahomes might be a little bit softer than you look like kind of literally and figuratively. literally, Literally and figuratively. No, we, we, you know, they pushed two twin beds together for us, um, and then wrapped a king size sheet around it. So like that's that was our king size bed that we got was two tw- twin dorm room mattresses on those you know dorm room spring you know those like spring frames I guess they were I can still see it in my mind's eye I can see camp I can see the floor the tile I can see the cabinet that had our TV on it they used to give us a little Chiefs phone it was a um, it was a it was a Chiefs branded uh, phone that you get you know maybe it's as, as a souvenir or something like mm-hmm. but it was one of those. So it was a logo Chiefs phone that was plugged in. There was an air conditioner and a dorm room desk. You know, the dorm room desk chairs that would be in a typical college dorm. That's it. And and that's all we needed. And thank goodness for that air conditioner because, man, I used to crank that thing. You, you, you could not imagine, Jeff, how many guys froze their air conditioners up because they just wanted to go back to a, like an ice cold room after a long practice. So the air conditioners ran all day long and i think they used to the uh our security used to come in and actually turn them off sometimes because they were afraid they would freeze up and uh 
that that's that's great. I actually can't imagine that because I was a training camp intern with the Buffalo Bills out of college, and so this is a little bit uh, after you. This is like 2001. But one of our jobs is we would go into every guy's room and like we'd do something to like empty out something with the air conditioning and like all the rooms were for i love it cold and i thought all the rooms were freezing so i i can relate and yeah we had to empty out like water water or whatever coolant or something to like yeah. prevent them from over freezing so i yeah i, I get yeah. that you're definitely corroborating my story now i gotta be honest if if mattress pads if those foam like you know i'm, I'm gonna use a brand name here probably not Oh, I shouldn't use a brand name, but like, you know, that like Tempur-Pedic. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get a new sponsor, Joe. Maybe Go we'll get it. a sponsor out of this. Tempur-Pedic, right? You know, like there's <laughs> a, I, should, I should use I should use the generic name memory foam, right? Gotcha. So so I have those now today on my bed because, you know, when you're when you're heavy, I mean, not that I'm playing weight heavy like when I was playing, but I'm still in the 250 pound, 260 pound range. And that just when you're on a normal mattress, that gets to be a little bit you know, hard on your body, right? Mm -hmm. When you're putting that much weight on the bed. So I do use a memory foam mattress pad today. And um, I would, I would have absolutely rolled one of those up somehow vacuum packed it or something and brought it with me. Cause that, you know, again, remember the chiefs don't, they drive to training camp. I'm sure they're not, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't really need to fly. Cause we had, you know, we had to be pretty minimalistic what we brought. Cause it was, a, it was a plane trip for us. So yeah, right. You know, coach, coach wasn't letting us bring like eight suitcases and, you know, all these mm. carry-ons. I mean, you pretty much got a very limited amount of luggage to take with you. So I would have found a way to get a, a memory foam pad on top of my bed because I do remember, you know, those dorm room mattresses being a little bit hard. But, you know, Jeff, you're so exhausted at night. Like, I could have probably slept on the floor. I was so tired. Well, sounds like, uh, sounds like Mahomes was kind of on to something uh, <laughs> with bringing that, yeah. that mattress pad. Now a word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAVE, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. When somebody puked on the field, uh, my high school coaches at Pembroke Hill used to call it the dining club. Well, Rasheed Rice joined the dining club on Wednesday uh, for one of the rookies' first practices. Joe, did that, I'm sure, did that ever happen to you during a practice, or do you remember <laughs> an incident? I'm sure, given the, all the three days and stuff, that, that, that was not uncommon during the Marty Ball days. No, definitely not. You know, you, you, you really – you you would you would watch younger players, you know, rookies especially, like they'd be just gorging food and the cafeteria, like, and you'd be like, mm, mm, mm. I mean, I know you got to keep up your weight, you want to make sure you stay hydrated and all that stuff, you know, to keep your body weight going, because you know we used to weigh in um, before every practice, after every practice, before every practice, after every practice. So they always knew we had to keep a weight chart, um, and you had to write it down, and, and they kept, and then they would have that was that was the honor system. And then, and then they would have weigh-ins for us. Uh, we used to do them weekly, just to make sure with with the with the, a witness, right? So, like one of our trainers or strength mm -hmm. coaches or whatever would actually be a witness, and they take us off the honor system at that point because they didn't really want guys losing too much weight, right? right. Or nobody's gaining weight at training camp. I don't, you know, that's definitely not happening. But 
but we were, uh, you know, we were, they were pretty strict about how much water, water we were in take, we were having and, and how our body weight was doing, uh, as it relates. Cause that can be a, a key indicator of dehydration and all that stuff. You just don't want to lose that much. Um, you know, luckily River Falls for us didn't get that hot. I, I really feel for these guys in, in St. Joe's because it's, you know, mid Midwest summers are not pleasant, yeah. you know? And, and it's the high humidity, it's the high heat. I can't imagine, you know, especially with this heat, this heat wave going through the country right now, how hot it must be. I mean, we, if it got to 85 up in River Falls, Wisconsin in, in late July and August, when we were there at camp, that was hot. And I'll tell you, the humidity was fantastic. It was never really very humid. So we at least had that going for us mm-hmm. in the in the in the Marty Ball days, so to speak, in the Coach Schottenheimer era. We at least had that. But yeah, that was definitely you definitely warned people about the way they ate because you you knew that you put too much food in your body and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna definitely uh, you know reject so to speak some of that some of that. So um, yeah, you had to be careful. Were there any noted noted pukers? During your, I mean, I, I was curious you know, if there were any guys who, you know, we we didn't really have. I mean, I think I think Dave Zot, if I if I recall correctly, I remember Dave was, you know, but he was a wrestler and maybe he was just used to that. Like I don't know, but like yeah, but but like Dave Dave was probably the one guy that I I think I remember. I we didn't really have anybody that stood out. I mean, listen. God rest his soul. He just passed away, which is just so sad. But Darren Drozdov was a wrestler mm-hmm. in the WWE, I believe, or I don't know if he was WWF, but he was he was an early wrestler. He played for the Broncos, and he was a nose tackle for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. We played the Broncos in the game, and I was I was actually speaking of Dave's out. I was filling in for Dave at left guard, and you know, so I'm playing next to Timmy. You got John on my left, and and I'm filling in for Dave at left guard, and Darren Drozdov threw up on the ball and and it's i know this is gross right we're having this gross conversation but like you literally saw all the play now apparently he was known for this uh-huh and 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 um like he he ended up having like i said a career in professional wrestling after playing nose guard for the for the for the broncos and i just remember like three or four guys like on film you could see it right and then like you could see like three or four guys like look down the line of scrimmage. Like, did that just happen? Like, you could see my <laughs> like when we're watching the film. Like, you could see my head turn. Like, holy cow! Like that just happened. He just threw up over the ball, and then Timmy snapped it to Joe Montana, which is crazy. So, you know, then Joe's groaning about it, and you know what's going on. And then the officials warning the guy. And he's like, "What was I going to do?" I, you know, because I remember I remember him saying to the official, "Like, sorry, sir, I couldn't help myself. It just happened." And uh, like that was a definitely like while we're talking about vomiting incidents, like that was something that actually happened on the field, and I just never forget it because like I remember kind of getting off the snap a little bit late, like off the snap <laughs> count because everybody was like kind of completely taken aback and distracted by this guy throwing up on the football, which was so bizarre. But that that's probably my most vivid recollection of of, of some sort of. Uh, dining club or, or or supper club as you called it uh, on the field we're gonna we're gonna have to ask grunny uh, about this next time we have him on or maybe i'll tag him on social media to ask yeah and listeners this is you only get this here believe in chiefs if you want vomit stories about the chiefs this is the pod yeah. for you what <laughs> else what else what other bodily functions can we can we talk about you know you know and we're poking fun at rasheed rice but uh, joe i actually had a, a fun social media engagement with uh 
Joseph Hoyt of the Dallas Morning News, who's a great, he's a SMU beat writer there. And actually, Joe, when you, when you were out of town a while back, um, we had him on the show to talk about Rasheed Rice. And apparently Rice did this while growing up. He actually would throw up when he scored touchdowns, like in grade school, and he did it in fall camp. So, you know, I think it might just be a thing he does and not necessarily uh, a cause, cause yeah. concern for the rookie. Uh, Joe, so uh, Joe, have you been watching? Uh, have you been watching quarterback? I wanted I, to talk about. I that. got through. You know, I've gotten through the. Unfortunately, I've been traveling a little bit for work, and uh, but I have gotten through the first episode. Um, so I'm, I've been I've been watching it with with my wife, and we've been checking it out, and um, I love it so far. I I really really can't I can't wait till um, you know to get to watch more. And uh, we promised each other. We my, my wife and I promised each other we'd do some binge watching and catch up on it, and. Uh, but you know, I can't talk to it because I did see the first episode. And look, I think Peyton Manning is genius, and you know, with this Omaha Productions of his and and focusing on the quarterbacks. Which, come on, let's be honest. I you know, I, I can sit here all day and lie to you and, and say that offensive line is the toughest position in football because I played line and you know we, we got to deal with the things that we have to deal with with no notoriety and all those things that are are negatives against offensive linemen from a playing playing the part position, but or playing the position. Um, but you know, quarterback's tough, man, and 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 you know, I think it's giving a real, from what I saw in the first episode, it's giving a real, shining a real light on how hard it is to play quarterback. And I love that he picked three different quarterbacks at three sort of stages in their yeah. careers, mm-hmm. um, three three quarterbacks with different skill sets, um, three three quarterbacks who were faced with different challenges. Um, I just think it was really cool that he that he that that Peyton and and the production team decided to do the three that they did. And, uh, you know, it, I, it, the thing that, the thing that we kind of cracked up the most as we were watching it was, was Kirk cousins, you know, and his wife, uh, you know, talking about the, you know, I bet, I bet when the tweets were coming out about the outfit he wore after the first sure. game, and, and, you know, like, yeah, it looks like Kirk's really rolling in the Coles cash. Um, <laughs> you know, like all the dad jokes were coming out mm-hmm. and the fact that he drives a van and, you know, and, and his wife was like, well, look, we look, we shop at target. You know, we go to Sam's Club. We're just people, and we drive a van. And you know, it's just like I just thought that was—I thought that was really cool. You know, I thought that was a really cool insight into somebody who you know is at the top of a profession, makes very good money, I'm sure, but yet you know really seems to be down to earth and and uh, you know really they seem to be very grounded. Um, you know, I, I love that they're focusing on you know the fact that Patrick and Brittany you know, Mahomes, uh, you know, have such a long relationship. I think that's a really good thing to shine to shine a light on in case anybody doesn't, doesn't know that, that, you know, this is a couple that's been together for a really, really long time. And before Patrick was who he is. And, you know, the fact that they've been dating for, for so long and, and have been through a lot and, you know, they, you know, they stuck through each other through all probably the tough times in high school football and college football and, now, you know, in the NFL, and it's, I, th- I think that's really cool that they're shining a light on people's families and history and where they're coming from, um, you know, and, and, and going on to the Marcus stuff, you know, I think, look, he's a guy that was number two overall, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Jeff Pick, right, and, right you know, and yeah. he's had a rocky, he's had a rocky road, and it's, it's, it's good, it's good to see a player who, you know, um, has, has had to, like, really, you know, kind of fight for stuff, even though he was the number two pick, and you know, fight through maybe some of the, you know, I don't want to call him a bust. He's been a starter and he's played and he's still playing, but like, 
you know, he probably had to fight a lot of that, right? You know, that sort of like, wow, you were the number two pick overall and you never really lived up to your potential. Like, it's just really good for fans to see the human side of of players in in something like this. I, I watch all of this stuff, Jeff. I and I know how much you the, the F one like show, full, the, yeah, full swing. You know, the golf one, the PGA, all or nothing. The soccer ones that they do uh, on the English Premier and some of the Italian Serie A teams. You know, um, the uh, the drive to survive for Formula One. I love this all access stuff, right? The hard knock stuff, like. It's just great to see. And I love that they're focusing on one position, which is cool. Speaking of, and this is episode one, Joe, did you see the, I, I think I texted this to you, that Grunny made a, a brief cameo. Yeah, yeah. Grunny and his wife, Sarah, and his wife, yeah. Sarah, too. Jen, yeah. first, of course, that's the first thing Jen said. So, oh, my God, there's Sarah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, of course, Grunny's going to get on. Grunny gets on everything. Um, he's, he's a stud. He's a superstar. But, like, we were super excited to see Sarah, too. So, yeah, I think it's cool that that uh, you know get Timmy getting a little little cameo there. Uh, but but I just think I just think I just think it's great, and I can't wait to watch more of it. And I, I'm super excited, and, I, and I'm sure our, our listeners, if they're football fans, are are watching it not just because Patrick's in there, but maybe just because it's a great show. I I've been loving it, Joe. I'm halfway through. Um, I was on vacation in Maine with my wife, and we liked it so much. We were watching it while we were on vacation. Like it's. It's great, and and two of the things that stood out to me, and th- this happened during some of the first uh, episodes, so I'm sure you can comment on that. Um, is one how relentlessly competitive we know all we know all about Mahomes' on-field yeah. skills, but how just relentlessly relentlessly competitive he was, just you know how he, in the heat of the moment against the Raiders and things like that. Um, also, I knew he did this a little bit. Andrew Luck was also famous for doing this, but when he gets a hard hit how he compliments um, the defenders, which I, I yeah. think is so smart. Uh, we, this is actually noteworthy in the first uh, Super Bowl against the 49ers, Mahomes' um, first Super Bowl. I don't know if fans remember that um, early in the first quarter when the Chiefs were driving and would eventually score, uh, Mahomes was just drilled on a play by uh, Jimmy Ward of the 49ers. Yeah. He actually fumbled the, the ball. Um, the Chiefs kept possession. But, like, after that, for the NFL Films version of the Super Bowl, he was, you know, complimenting Jimmy Wards. He's like, oh, good hard hit. The fact that he he does that, I think, is so smart and so cool for several reasons. I think, one, it, it shows the defenders, like, you know, I'm cool. Like, you're you're going to bring your best, but, you know, I'm still going to, like, I'm not writhing in pain. I You know, I'm right. still going to. Uh, and I think it shows good sportsmanship and, you know, fondness for the or more than fun, it's just respect for the defenders. And third, he made this point, is that um, it's kind of smart that, you know, yeah, defenders are still going to give their all, but, you know, it probably doesn't hurt. If, you, if you're, like, nice to them, maybe they yeah. maybe dialed down, you know, to 98% instead of 100% yeah. fury if you're just ragging on them all day. So I thought that just showed how just Mahomes is working on – Many different levels. Uh, he definitely is, and and you know that's a that's a great strategy, right? You always attract more fly more flies with yeah. honey than you do vinegar. And I think and he used a, that. I think he used that phrasing too. Um, yeah, maybe that wasn't episode one, or, but yeah, yeah, phrasing. But I, you know, Jeff, one of the things you, you bring to something, bring to light something that that's interesting. You know, one of the things that you do have to do is watch these shows, but not take things out of context, right? It's very easy for social media outlets or people who are using social media to to sort of take sound bites and snippets of these things. 
like just to address one of the things I've seen now, I haven't seen the episode yet, but the one where he addresses, because I saw it on social media, uh, where he addresses uh, Jalen Hurts and the fact that, you know, he had, he had, he had gotten himself an Airbnb oh, right. prior to the Super Bowl, like what, three months or two months or mm-hmm. however long it was before the Super Bowl. And, you know, like, God, you could take that stuff out of context, right? Like, oh, what a cocky, arrogant way to, like, first of all, the guy, look, he's very financially successful, right? And, and that's that's no that's a known fact. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what what could it what could you know putting a reservation down on an Airbnb really cost Patrick Mahomes? When you take into context or you or you look at it from the perspective of versus what it would have cost had they gone to the Super Bowl and where his family would have stayed had they made it, right? Like if he waits till the last minute. Right. If he waits till the last minute, maybe his family doesn't even get an Airbnb near oh, the Super Bowl venue. So he was doing a little bit of risk management there. Yeah. You know, where he's kind most of thinking of them are like refund. Most of them are refundable, if not fully like half. refundable. Yeah. So. yeah. And even if it wasn't, he's just hedging his bet that yeah. he's going to get something right. And and look, and then another piece of context. Don't you want a guy to think that he's going to get yeah. to the Super Bowl? Like, yeah. don't you want to like, why would you raz a guy like Patrick Mahomes for like, cocky Patrick Mahomes booking a reservation in Airbnb before the show. Yeah. You know what? I want my quarterback to think we're going 17 to no, right? I don't want him going, oh, shucks, man. I, you know what? I'm not, we're not going to the, no, go out and get the Airbnb. I mean, even like, cause it, what, what the first thing that made me think of is on a very, very minor scale. Okay. Very minor scale compared to Patrick Mahomes. I did something very similar in 1996. Uh, I'm sorry. 1993 after the 93 season um because because 95 we we only we lost in the first round so we didn't really get that far to start thinking about that but when we went to the afc championship game um before we went to the afc championship game in houston i'm sorry in buffalo after we had beaten houston i um my wife and i started thinking about like because the team had started to address the super bowl issue with us they started saying things like hey listen you know, if we are lucky enough to win this game against Buffalo, I want you to start, you know, you have to, cause you have to prepare cause you, you can't right. be on, you can't go into these things unaware, right? You mm-hmm. got to prepare for every contingency. And they say, here's the deal. You get one hotel room for your family and one hotel room for you. And, or like, if you have a significant other or a spouse or, or a close family member that you'd want to stay with you and your so, so you would get a, you would get one hotel room for like a parent and then one hotel room for you and a spouse as an example. So, but I started thinking, Holy cow, you know, I got this big Italian family, right? I got three brothers who are going to want to come to this game um, in Atlanta. That's when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta after the 93 season. Mm -hmm. And I decided to Jen and I thought about it. We're like, you know what? We better get another hotel room, right? Because if we don't book it now, they might be staying in Virginia, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's as close as you're going to get for, for, for a Super Bowl venue. So we booked a hotel room, you know, about 10 miles outside of Atlanta. That was as close as we were getting and it was not refundable. So it was a, you know, couple hundred dollar hotel room that was like, sorry, if you don't come, you know, you're still Mm -hmm. paying because it's Super Bowl. So we did it. We took the risk. And, and, and so, you know, you just have to play those contingencies out. And I know that's a minor scale to get one hotel room, but you know what ended up happening is when we lost to Buffalo and Jen and I went to the Super Bowl and we stayed in that room. <laughs> so yeah. we, we decided to use that room and, and take a little trip and go see my first Super Bowl and actually 
my only Super Bowl that I've ever been to. So, um, you know, so listen, you got, you can't, you gotta, you gotta take these things with a grain of salt, right? You gotta put things into context and not bash people on social media about a decision they make when you just gotta, you gotta see the whole picture. You know what I mean? You, um, yeah. And for Super Bowl, just from a reporting standpoint, when I've gone to cover it, you know, they have a couple media hotels usually blocked off, but those are usually pretty expensive. So I usually book my accommodations well in advance, um, too. Just you have to. Everything's sold out in the area. Now, the difference is I book my Airbnb way in advance. My accommodations are not quite up to, I think, what Patrick Mahomes is living in. I'm finding a, a shack that I can live in. <laughs> that's that, that's, that's, probably, that's probably a pretty sweet Airbnb. It was probably like, uh, you know, who knows who, you know, who knows whose house he was, uh, you know, it was from movie, some movie star's house that would put it up for an Airbnb. But, but whatever. You know, I just think it's, you know, I love these expose shows and I love these all access shows. But, you know, you do you do have to take things in context when you're watching them. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're posting on social media about them, you know, you got to kind of see the whole basically in, in a nutshell, see the big picture. Totally. And also know that they're showing the best of these guys, too. You know, there's other right. stuff, you know, to, and take that. But well, boy, well, but, not, but not unlike when Patrick was yelling at the dogs. Right. And, yeah. And, that, I know, love that. Brittany I had love to, like, calm him down. Like, yo, Patrick, we're, we're recording here. Like, dude, stop yelling. <laughs> that is, like, I just great. That's the stuff you want to see, right? That's the side of the players that everybody wants to see because we all see the uniform, we see the Super Bowl suit, you know. At the we see the ESPYS, you know, Travis and Patrick up on the ESPY stage getting the big trophies. But like, this is the stuff that people want to see, and and I think I just think it's really cool that 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 uh, Peyton Manning's shining a light on it. That was a great scene, and Joe, and what made it cool too is or what it made it impressive i guess you know it was funny that it, it shows that oh he's a a regular guy but you know it it's it, it also shows that he was a good guy that he was yelling at his dogs not to yell his dogs just to yell at them they were apparently going after the neighbor's dogs or something so he was like being a good like right. he was watching out for the neighbor's dog so it's it's showing it's it's it was a funny thing but also showing kind of he's like a good citizen yeah. in exactly. hills, you know so. again context again again context right because if you just yeah. would have known if they didn't if they didn't point that out that he was yeah. yelling at his dogs to stay away right. and protect somebody else's dogs you'd think oh look at this guy's a you know he hates Not, his dog yeah. why does he even have pets <laughs> but like you just everything's about context you know well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.